All right, so going back to what you mentioned before about um Virgil and Kanye. So, like you said before, Virgil and Kanye have been kind of pinned, uh, pinned against the wall against each other um, based on, you know, kind of the higher-ups in the fashion industry and due to the fact that they're both um, very successful African-Americans in um, the world of fashion, amongst other things. With that being said, um, how much does racism still play a role in the fashion industry in your eyes? I feel like it plays a very large not as large, but large role into the fashion world, only because as far as the business side is what I mean. It doesn't stop the creativity side. No one's never taken away creativity. But as far as when it comes down to business and profits and making margins and making your numbers for the month and for the year, it all comes down to like shareholders, board of trustees, uh, board of directors, you name it, whatever you want to call them. All these high, powerful, rich white men like they all, you know, kind of get a say on things and kind of also are the ones who tell you what your budget is or how much money that they're, they're going to give you guys to produce all these things that you want to do. So the reason why I say it plays a role is because the majority of people that's on this, that are on these boards are like old or like rich and powerful white men that kind of are like, they still live in the Sony just to have the mentality that, you know, minorities, African-Americans, Latinos, whatever, like you name it, that we are, we're nothing to them. Like we work for them and that's mm-hmm. how they always see it. And they also, they, when they're making a decision, they're not making it based off, like they're doing it based off their own personal opinions and personal agendas of however sick-minded that they are. Right. Absolutely. There have been other um types of big um types of controversies with like Gucci. Well, for, for Gucci, for example, is passed on um, this past fall, I believe, or it was last year. I'm not, it was pretty recent with the whole, um, they had a fashion line come out and it was, um, I'm pretty sure the design, it was, it was like a shirt and it had like, um, according to a lot of people, it depicted like, like an African-American with, with big red lips, like that very stereotypical, um, racist type of cartoon. Yeah, they had that. Yeah. So how, had, like a necktie. The, the, the news thing or something like that? I think, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right, exactly. I don't know if it was Gucci. Was it Gucci that had it with that one or was it somebody else? It was Gucci and it was, and they were saying that it was the same, like, tie that they used when they lynched African Americans yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, like, stuff? I mean, this, that, obviously, it kind of, like, infuriates a lot of people, but, like, is there a point where you kind of say, like, wow, well, you know what, I'm not even surprised or I'm kind of used to this type of behavior or this type of outlook or, or ignorance from these big time companies? Yeah, unfortunately, like, I like to give the, like, my, like, who I am as a person, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, and I'm all for change and growth, don't get me wrong, but, like, sometimes, like, in certain cases like that, I'm just, like, I just wasn't shocked when it happened, like, when it came out and I seen the images, I, I honestly was not shocked and I wasn't surprised, reason being, because, like I said, like, a lot of these people are, it's, it's old, it's old, rich white men. Yeah, that can't relate. True. Right, exactly. Or they're just ignorance or they're not thinking about, they don't know the history. They don't know what that means, obviously, because it didn't affect them in any way. Right. You know? So I'm just, nowadays, it's sad to say, I'm not, not surprised anymore. I remember I had a business professor who said um, something relating to, into that. Um, he, he didn't try to, like, um, almost, like, cut down our dreams but uh, and aspirations, but he was telling us, you got to almost like navigate and also be conscious of the road that you're taking um, and what you want to be in life, whatever that may be. Because um, he was like, in being honest, the, um, the doors that you have to break down, a white person only has to break down maybe two of those doors. Us being minority, minorities or looked upon as 
minorities, we have to bust down like 10 doors just to, just to get a greeting at the door. So I think it's very important that you said that because it still goes on. It still resonates even today in 2020. Do these companies like you know? Because obviously, like it's happened a lot, especially with Gucci. Do they not learn, or are they just do they do they just not care? Like, what do you think is the whole like, you know, like the whole process behind that? Because I get pretty confused. Like they like they they don't learn once or something like that. Like and it never happens again. I feel as though like Gucci and all these other corporations are such large companies that when something happens, yes, it's coming from one person. However, when like an apology or something that is set out. It's not coming from that same person, though. It's coming from like the HR department or right, the of course pub, the public publicity department, whatever that's called, pub, yeah. image consultant. It's coming from those people. It's not coming PR, from, right, right, right. PR. It's not coming from the actual person who put it out, who made that design, who's responsible for so, you know making that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I feel like that's why it keeps happening because they don't learn, and that person is not penalized. It's just kind mm-hmm. of swept under the rug. And they sent out a letter, and it's not even coming from that person. Exactly, you know, it's coming right, from right. someone else. So you really just don't care. Or even if yeah, when you like, look at it. Yeah. Go, no, I was ahead. gonna say go when go you look ahead. at it. Um, when you look at it in in general, it's a whole facade because it's like you said before. If you really like, really look at it, it's um, it's PR work. So what you're seeing is a person actually making a a real mistake, but you're seeing the real them. And then they have a PR person to back them up and almost backtrack what they would say. So the, you're you're kind of seeing the real them, but you're not really seeing the real them. Right. If that makes sense. It makes sense. What do you think about um about Dapper Dan, for example? Because I know when Gucci came out with the whole with, oh, like, yeah. with, with the shirt um with the with the shirt with the with the lips type of issue. I know that um Dapper Dan kind of got got involved. He spoke to the owner of Gucci. And you know they kind of got like came into a little um kind of like like an agreement or something like that. And the owner of Gucci gave out like a certain amount of money to I think to Harlem or to um to like, some fashion schools or I don't know like some type of services for fashion like um for youth for like on um, underprivileged youth like in um in Uptown. So what do you think about that whole situation? That whole um solution for them? I I feel like like that was just another thing of PR work. Like yeah okay. You made a mistake, and everyone's resolution towards is like, okay, I'm just gonna throw some money at something, just slap my name on something, you know, mm-hmm. something that needs help or like a cause, or whatever. Orphans, or whatever the case may be, or like mm-hmm. minorities from a pop, like a, a poverty neighborhood, whatever the case may be. Yeah. I just feel like that was just a PR move. And don't get me wrong, it was great that they did that and they donated money to that. I know the school was very grateful for that. And that was such a good opportunity for them. Yeah. But I just kind of felt like it didn't personally come from genuine, like you know, from genuine right. um, circumstances. It came from I just need to make myself a bit again. Yeah, it kind of sucks that like it takes this type of fuck up for them to even think about donating to a school or even like doing like work in in like in uptown New York City or like in underprivileged neighborhoods. Like, you know, like why not just do it? You know, like when you're doing great or when you're, when you're not being like looked at within the limelight as you know, like being um being still being discriminatory still being racist or still you know having like these offensive images this kind of doesn't make any sense per se that's a bad marketing move and like an ethical move too to be honest yeah and also it's it's dirty money in a sense because they're not getting this money the kids aren't getting this money because of good faith or whatever the case may be it's, it's dirty money they're getting the money because person right. like that. yeah and they just throw money out of situation yeah how do you feel about um how, about um about dapper dan and in general 
Um, I don't know that much about Dapper Dan. I can't really speak on him like right. that. Yeah. So I, the the only I only know about him because of that situation, but I don't know about like him itself. Like oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, he has got a, a G on my chest. I don't need Dapper Dan. <laughs> yeah. He no, has no, own... no, that no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. He has his own um, his own um, his own type of store in Harlem, and because obviously him and Gucci have like a like, like a partnership. Like he like all of his designs are like mm-hmm. Gucci fabric and all that and to me it was pretty it was pretty cool seeing like like a, like a gucci store per se or even like a gucci outlet for whatever you know however you want to call it, like in harlem which is you know like 10 right, 20 right, years right. ago that would that would have never happened you know what i'm saying so i feel like the like it's it has both good and bad attributes though one of the bad attributes is that all right that's just one um one piece of gentrification and that's just kind of like how you know these neighborhoods that are once you know like, like the bad neighborhoods that nobody wants to go to like they just you know get super pricey they start kicking like the actual residents out due to, to the socioeconomics. Mm-hmm. But then a the good thing is also, you know, like they gain like you know, like a better crowd. Um there's like a there's a better a better, I guess, like outlet for the media to like, you know, um portray these types of neighborhoods. There's more opportunity in a sense. So but you know, it's never like either one thing or the other thing. How do you feel about stuff like that? Like these big time these big time stores going into like um once like or like um mostly ethnic neighborhoods? So I'm fifty fifty only because of like what it says like it brings like it definitely brings you know a it cleans up the neighborhood it makes it look better more presentable you know crime rates crime rates probably like lower down is that nature there's better opportunities for kids that we probably didn't have growing up and I'm all for that the only downfall about it is the fact that it's also pushing us out. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's all these brand new shiny stuff that's really supposed to help us and benefit and supposed to be like beneficial towards us, but we're not actually being able to experience it because we're being pushed out by all of these high prices um, on rent and property and things of that nature and businesses closing down. It's the only downfall about it. And I wish that wasn't happening. If it could just be to the point where they're building all these nice infrastructures and programs and things of that nature and we're able to stay in the community, hey, I have no problem with it. Right. I'm all for it, but you know that's not what's happening. You mentioned that you're from the Bronx. Do you feel like the Bronx is um little by little kind of like getting not maybe gentrified, but like is there a lot of do you see like those type of like retail store like changes going on like within the neighborhood? Definitely, in my neighborhood I've definitely seen like a lot of change. They've been putting a lot of um new buildings, and they're they're low income housing buildings, but you know they're nicer, right? Um and they don't look like the projects, you know, or have like the reputation behind it. Cause I know like a lot of people have bad, like bad thoughts of the project. Yeah. Even though it's not that bad, but right. you know, it's definitely cleaning up the neighborhood, making it look better. Um, and I have seen like new stores coming like around my neighborhood. I've seen like a Michael's and Michael's is kind of weird to have. And yeah, th- that, that's really how you know it's getting gentrified. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really getting gentrification over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've yeah. definitely seen the growth and the change. Um, I haven't seen anybody move out yet. I've actually seen a lot of people move in. Right. Only because of like I said, in my neighborhood there's a lot of low income housing being made. Right. Yeah. Sounds good. Hector, you got any questions for before you log off? Of course. Um yeah, so you know we're um Lizette, we're a, we're usually a music um outlet and a music um podcasting um show. So give us um real quick um who are your favorite artists that you listen to? Okay, this is a weird 
like groups because none of them relate to none of one another. But Drake is definitely up there. Skepta okay. is there. Okay. Um, I just kind of got into the baby only because of his new song that just came out. So I can see he's trying to revamp. Wait, with Danale? No, or, uh, that song is fire. Um, no, I know you're talking the about the single yeah. with um Be Simone featuring in the video. Oh, okay, okay, it's fire. Yeah, yeah that, I like one. that song. The baby, Drake, um, Janae Aiko, um, Ari Lennox, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Okay. Yeah. Doja Cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else is on there? Oh my God. Oh, uh, you like it's her? A, it's a lot. I know. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's so many. Got you. Do you um do you bump these artists every time you kind of like think about like new like design ideas or you, you're putting together yeah, like right. a catalog or something like that? Surprisingly, what kind of gets my like creative juices flowing when like I'm doing something like instead of doing like a mock-up book or like a mood board or like whatever the case may be, or I'm drawing, yeah. I actually have like this sad playlist. Like I'm not okay. even sad. I could be happy <laughs> as hell or that. But I have like a family list that kind of gets my creative juices flowing. No, I feel you. For no, some I reason. You. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. These heartbreak songs push me to be creative. Listen, it'd be like that sometimes. Um, So, like, what, well, like the weekend or? The weekend, definitely old school music. So, like, gotcha. um, B12, one of the old. Groups. Ooh, okay, yeah, classic stuff. Okay. Yeah. Old R&B, Things maybe. Like that. Um, yeah, exactly that. Gotcha. It's kind of like. Get my old Drake, old Drake, gotcha. room, all that. When you say old, yeah. well, who do you what do you mean exactly by old Drake? Do you mean like two thousand, like twelve Drake, twenty fifteen Drake, twenty sixteen Drake? Like what? Well, like what do you what do you mean when you say old Drake? When I say old Drake, when he was more like his sad boy music kind of heartbreak, singing about one girl. I got you, yeah. Kind of vibe. So I think that was kind of like around. It's not that long ago. Probably like 2015 that was. Yeah, before he became a savage. Maybe 2016. Got you. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, now he's like ruthless. But <laughs> yeah. At times, around that, this is like my type of time. Got you. Hey, do you got anything else? No, they're like very far. Yeah, wait. I think uh, I think his sound got cut off. Are you there? Okay, now y'all can hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right. Oh, yes, I have one more question for her. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. A lot has happened since um we started 2020. I don't have to tell you about Corona. Um. You've seen. Corona. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. You've seen. Um. We've had losses like Kobe Bryant, legends. Um. Uh. David Stern. But Just I don't wrote. think anybody was as shocked as when we lost. Um. You know, Juice World, but um, recently, um, Pop Smoke. So, can you tell us about um, how you found out the news? So, I'm on my way to work, and everybody was, and I was like late that day. I wasn't really on my phone. Like when I'm late to work, I'm rushing. I'm just trying to get to the train every day. My timeline, I've seen a lot of stuff about Pop Smoke. Just scroll through. I wasn't really like reading it, watching mm-hmm. it. And then I arrived to work, and we can our own day left at Kiss. Right. 
So on the second floor, the boys are controlling it. And all you hear is laughing at like, I kid you not, 11 a.m., music, club, music, all that. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like, why is this playing Out of all so days, early right. in the morning? Right, so early in the morning at that bumping on, and it's like a, it was like a Tuesday. It was a weekday. Yeah, yeah. It was like a no. You're right. It was a Tuesday. Yeah, it was a Tuesday, and I'm just like, this is not happening. So I go on the floor, and I'm just like, why are y'all playing? Like, why are y'all playing this so loud? He's like, you didn't hear? I'm like, no. And they were like, Pop Smoke died. I'm like, no, you're not. He's mad. He's mad. Like we're the same age. He's like, bro, like he died. I'm like, what? Go on my phone because that's how you find out news now, and I'm looking at the post. And then I see the stuff. They were saying, like, how oh, it was a home invasion. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's crazy. And I was just I was just shocked. Only because, I mean, I like Pop Smoke's music. I wasn't, a dar- like, a diehard fan. It was just right. the fact that we were not that far off at the same age and mm-hmm. how he passed. And he just kind of made his debut into the world. You know, a lot of our guests, shocker. a lot of our guests since then um, who come on the show, they've said the same exact thing you said. Like, they're relatively around the same age you are. And they've told me, um, uh, we had one guest um, who actually, um, he was with, um, he was a manager with two of his artists, and he talked about how he tried to book Pop Smoke um, for one of his events, and he tried to book him the same night that he wound up, um, you know, passing away. So it just, it's crazy how the universe and kind of like things like coexist with one another, but um, I know, how do you think his lasting legacy will be? I know that you weren't a, a fan, but yeah, like that, but. Definitely feel like he made his mark and Pop Smoke will forever when it's summertime and everybody's out getting lit in the club, definitely the first thing that's gonna come to mind with DJ or to someone at a party is like, let's put on Pop Smoke. Right. And you know, I'm pretty sure that's how he wanted to be remembered. Like, you know, mm-hmm. party, happy, fun vibes, yeah. everyone together, getting lit, all that. Absolutely. So I definitely feel like when it when people think about that and they're creating their playlist, whatever the case may be. They're gonna think about, oh, I'm about to play this song by Cosmo. Right. You know. Right. Tying back to the whole fashion thing, um, were you kind of were you familiar with what he was doing in Fashion Week in Paris? No, it was not. I I wasn't either. I was just seeing if you knew. <laughs> yeah. Oh no no. Uh, um, well, the the last like I guess music video he um showed up in was in Shake the Room uh, with Quavo. Yeah. And actually Virgil mm-hmm. Virgil actually uh Virgil Abloh from Off White. He actually directed the music directed video. Directed it. Yeah, right. and actually, I think I thought it came out pretty cool. Like a lot of my friends who um who have, like, are like photographers, videographers, and you know, like um like have a passion for video videos and all that. They actually like the whole concept, and I thought it was pretty cool, in itself. And it was pretty cool to kind of see him like in his lab. It was kind of like bittersweet, but you know, it was bittersweet. It was nice to see him like, you know, like enjoying, laughing, you know, like, just you know. Doing normal stuff, like, you know, for someone who's, like, successful his age, you know, like, in a Ferrari with, you know, like, with Quavo and all that. Like, it was it was nice to see him at least, like, happy for, like, those those couple moments because we know that we'll never be able to see him, like, in a physical sense, you know, perform or be happy and, like, kind of, like, show emotion like that. So the video was cool. I thought it was really – I don't know if you ever, you've ever saw the video or not. Yeah, I've seen snippets of it. I've never watched the whole thing. Yeah. But I definitely agree with you, you know, and it's – sad how you know his life was ended however i will say that i'm just saying i don't want to sound, say this is um you know cruel yeah. but in his last you know like his last few days the last of the case maybe like i'm pretty sure he wasn't suffering you know like when a lot of people die you know they're like stop dying of a disease or whatever mm-hmm. the case maybe yeah, like exactly. the whole corona thing people are dying with 
I guess, yeah, I understand what you're saying, like, within, the, like, the situation, within the context of, like, what happened and everything. And listen, like, he went out on top. Like, no one's ever going to deny, like, how great of an artist he was. Even, even if you didn't like him, you had to kind of, like, admit. Or if you, let's say you weren't a big fan of his, you can't deny that he was, you know, like, not it. Like, he was, like, 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 like that it factor that a lot of people say, like, when it comes to any profession. Like, that was him right there. Like, he had, like, superstar potential. At such young age, like he wasn't only doing, you know, music. He was also getting into like production, to movies. Um, he was gonna team up Eddie Huang from Vice to do like a whole movie type of thing. And he was, you know, getting into fashion. Like he was in Fashion Week and all of that. So, you know, it is what it is. But you know, that's the type of legacy. That's the type of memory we have of him. And that's not. It's a pretty good one, if you ask me. Yeah, definitely. Especially for the fact that his success, like. I, I mean, I could be wrong because, like I said, I don't follow him that much in his storyline. But yeah. to my understanding, you know, he it hasn't even been a year and he just skyrocketed the charts and made a name for himself. And, like, you know, he he became an icon in a sense in less than a year or maybe a year. Yeah, legit. You can't knock anyone's success. It takes some people 10, 20 years before they get, like, a gold record or platinum record or whatever the case may be. Exactly. And he did that, like, within a year. Exactly. All right, so before we log off, Hector, you got anything else? You all set? All right, so real quick before we let you go, um, you have any, any big events planned out that you want to announce to the world or anything that you want to tell anybody to the viewers? Hmm, let me think, let me think. Yeah. I don't know, Corona, you know, does slow down life. <laughs> yeah, But I will say there's no official date yet. Okay. The Corona, but definitely in the summertime before everyone goes back to school and stuff, acknowledge the fit. Um, literally how it sounds, acknowledge the fit. We will be having our first ever pop-up shop. Awesome. And I guess you guys can follow acknowledge the fit or no feelings, which is the CEO of the brand or me, myself, that's Lee for more details about that coming up. So stay tuned for different revamp pop-up kind of vibe. Um, so that should be coming up soon. My 21st birthday is July. You guys want to send me white henny? Ooh, let's go. No, oh, no, I can't get it. <laughs> we in there. We in there. That's good. Nah, but other than that, um, I never know. Like I said, my life is my life is not planned, which is kind of cool about that. Cause yeah. Something, a new project. You take a day by day. Exactly. So, you know, follow my page and just see my journey and see what happens. Honestly. We definitely will. Definitely. Listen, nothing nowadays is planned for anybody. So... Mm-hmm. No shocker there. Um, hey, listen, but um, either way, we'll, we'll have all those events and like all the tags you just posted. We'll have them like down in the comment section, and we'll tag you and everything for all the viewers that didn't uh, get to catch on to all of those. But anyways, uh, thank you so much for for joining us today. Like that was a, we had a very uh interesting oh, talk. Right. It was it's cool to kind of like see like the fashion world and like the whole process from like the insider point of view because you know I'm not like a big fashionista or you know ain't like anything like that. But that, definitely, thank you for educating us, and thank you for, you know, um, like, taking the time to talk with us. Thank you for having me, guys, and thank you for teaching me about some people I ain't know, so now I'm going to go do my research. <laughs> no, nah, of course. <laughs> see who those people are and listen, to those, and listen to their music. But thank you for having me. It was so fun. Nah, of course. It was absolutely fun. All right, so everybody uh, tuning in, we'll have um, a whole bunch of episodes on YouTube out. Um, check out the Instagram page. 
at ReupNYC Radio for more details and for any other events that we got planning up for all these other great entrepreneurs and these other interviews we're going to have. This is the ReupNYC. I'm your host, Mateo Mancia. Sign up for Hector 61 and Lizette Hughes. We'll see you guys later. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ria Podcast. With me today is my co-host, Hector, AK61. Today we have a very special guest joining us live on Zoom. She's a talented young woman who's here to share her thoughts on her um, on today's style and fashion. She's a wardrobe stylist, a style connoisseur. She's um, modeled for big brands such as Foot Locker, Lady Foot Locker, DKNY Sport, and has worked on and worked for Ronnie Fieg's store brand, Kith, here in New York City. Let's give a big warm welcome to the beautiful Lissette Hughes. How's it going, Lissette? Woo! Hey guys. Hey, how's it going? Me. Nah, thanks for coming on. Um, how's everything Absolutely. going? Absolutely. Yeah, so how's everything going so far with you with this whole coronavirus situation? It's beyond anything that I think our generation's ever seen before. It definitely sucks, but like it's kind of like in a good way also because like I kind of needed a break, you know, just kind of like breathe everything that's going on. I'm always on the go. And it kind of allowed me a lot of time to like do things that I always I wanted to do, but I was never able to because I'm always so busy. Right, so so, right, right, right. so you're looking at it as kind of like a like an optimistic type of sense. Trying to, it's not a little crazy. Right, lose my mind. <laughs> um, so, so kind of like what you do is sort of in a sense you're 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 out and about. And you have to meet people all the time. But most of the gritty work is you just kind of like staying, I guess, like in a in a contained spot and thinking about, you know, like the type of style you you kind of like you know put out for other people. So in a sense, this kind of time out. It's kind of like a big time for you to start kind of planning out and kind of like getting a creative space. Would you agree with that? I definitely do agree with that. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. That's my train of thought. I have a seven-year-old sister in my room right now. Trying oh, no, to you're good. Don't worry about it. Sorry, say that again. Um, So this time has been like pretty, uh, sp- it could, is it fair to say it's been very specific for you in a sense of like kind of like um sitting down and just kind of like getting all your thoughts together and creating stuff? That when this whole epidemic is over, because you have more ideas and more kind of like of a concrete, um, I guess like you can like concrete more of like your thoughts and put them on, on like put them on paper when it comes to style. We get out of this coronavirus situation. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. So like, that has given me time to like think about more stuff that I want to do. The only thing I'm gonna say is challenging is because like for me, like I'm a visual person, I need to touch, I need to like, see things, and I can't always do so via like electronically on websites and stuff like i need to physically be there so that's kind of like downfall about it so it kind of has hindered my creative process in a sense but i'm still trying to come up with new ways and new like create content and like outfits and things of that nature it's kind of hard because i can't see the stuff physically all right sounds you good know? i mean um i gotta I, I i can relate to what you're saying because for the most part like a lot of the guests that we've had on um since the epidemic and the um, pandemic started, um, they said to us, like, this is the perfect time to honestly, like, just reflect and honestly also work on your, like, work on yourself, but also things that you have, like, in mind. So in your case, you know, what would you say, like, is important for you to, like, accomplish during this whole pandemic right now? Definitely on my list is to get more of, like, a that. I did my like associate degree in um, community health, so I just now transitioning into pursuing what I really want to do, which is fashion. 
So definitely taking the time to like work on my college applications and make sure my class and everything is all set, making sure everything's for school set and I have a plan on what classes that I need to take, mm-hmm. make sure I'm on track. So that's one thing um, that I've kind of been doing as part of my goals. Also trying to like revamp my Instagram and my platform and what exactly the message I'm trying to portray. Because before it was like a little bit all over the place on what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. I had so many like aspirations I wanted and I was all over the place. So now I'm just kind of making a plan of what exactly I want to work on what kind of different platforms that I want to, like, I want to hit. So if that's, like, right. treatment content or beauty content, I start to drawing the graphics. I'm making a list of what are the things that exactly I want to work on and then just focusing on that stuff instead of trying awesome. to go over the place. Is your port- I mean, would you also, yeah. would you label yourself? Like, yeah. would you label yourself as just one thing? Okay, okay. So you're, like, a whole triple threat. Um, in a sense, yeah. Okay. I don't want to limit myself, you know, like I'm open for anything. Employer or for other types of companies that want to see a visual along with everything you've done before? It definitely does. Like if I'm, depending on what I'm applying for or what like the position is, I'll definitely would use my, like if I'm up for like a marketing position, that's it, I'll definitely use my um, page or the brand that I work with, Technology to Fit, the clothing line, and I would use those two social media platforms a part of my portfolio to kind of show how I market myself and this brand as well and kind of how we are interactive on Instagram. All right, it's pretty good. Have you ever done an interview like this before or would you say you're more of like a, a face-to-face um, like interview right. type of person? Definitely a face-to-face kind of person. I'm, I kind of respond and react based on like people's vibes before I'm like really into that. So this whole like virtual webcam so new. <laughs> Right, right, right. Got you. Definitely. But nice. most of the interviews that I've done was the, um like blogs and stuff. So I didn't really interact with anyone just answered questions. Okay. Also, yeah. this is like in, in general, this is whole like a whole new experience in, in like like period. Like would you say Definitely. would you say in, in, in so so you do you take up like face to face meetings a lot or would you say you prefer it like like you said, interactive? Um, majority of my like majority of meetings are definitely face to face. Um, whether it's like me doing like modeling or mm-hmm. me doing shoots and stuff or model casting, I'm face to face all the way. Okay. I don't, I don't even like to text. I'm a FaceTime person. Oh, yeah, for not, real, even for, for us, real. like this whole situation has been crazy because, you know, like we do all before this whole pandemic, we were doing all of our interviews face to face in a studio. And I feel like you know, even with conversations, you know, conversations are meant to be in person. You know, obviously, you know, through text message and phone calls, it makes everything a lot easier. Um, Due to the situation sometimes but i think like yeah like you said like we're definitely more of like face-to-face type of people because i think you pick up more stuff sometimes in conversations that's um that's not necessarily said sometimes you kind of like feel up like you feel up on people's vibes you feel like how, how people are feeling right. at the moment you get yeah. you get more out of people when you, when you speak to them in person people's auras yeah definitely i agree nice. so tell us a little bit about your background like who is lizette person who is lizette used as a person and stylist Hmm, that's a good question. Um, who am I? I am me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't really have an answer to that. Only because I'm still figuring myself out. I'm still trying to figure out what, who I am and what I want to do. I feel like the stage that I am and my age and my growth is definitely like the stage where you're trying to figure yourself out, like who you are, what kind of person you want to be. I don't right, know who right. I am. Is that I, is- I don't have an answer for you. Is that a difficult process, kind of like in the age that we're in, especially for you, because you just kind of you just came out of community college, 
with a completely separate um I guess like degree that you want your actual occupation and your actual your actual career that you want to be in. So is it, is it kind of hard like in this stage in your life, kind of like figuring out exactly what you want to do and kind of like discovering exactly who Lizette is? It's definitely been challenging for sure. Also, the fact that I'm taking like a huge leap from one thing that I spent like two years doing, and also like my four years of high school, I was pursuing like something medical wise, and that was always my goal. So that's six years right there where I always had this one thought, one idea of cool if that's going to be what I'm going to be doing and now I completely changed that and revised it and it's definitely challenging it's definitely scary but also it's thrilling in a sense because it's like I don't know what's going to happen next and I kind of like that not knowing what's going to happen next where this road might take me or might lead me um and it kind of pushes me and drives me and motivates me honestly what made you start with health then end up and then end that completely and go into fashion um, well, I've always been into fashion, like, my whole entire life. Like, I've always been inspired by, like, 90s themes, apparel, and TV shows. Dope. Um, I guess it's just the fact of why I got into health. Maybe, maybe because, um, well, I went to health high school, and I got into the high school because of my dad. They had a program where they said you could go to college free for two years if you did so-and-so degree and kept you a certain amount of grades. Like, a oh, okay. program. Okay. So, I was in that high school, and then just me being in there, I kind of never really branched out, even though a lot of kids did and didn't stick with the program. But then my dad got into a car accident when I was around 15 years old. So since he kind of put me in the school, it was just like my way of like, okay, I'm going to keep doing what he wanted me to do. Kind of, I just never really stepped away from that. Kind of always felt like, oh, well, what my dad want me to do? And yeah. I was doing everything to kind of please him and like my family and stuff. And then after a while, I realized I was unhappy. Like this is not who I am. I'm doing something for someone else. I finally just felt like I had enough. After my yeah. kids, like I'm not gonna do my bachelor's and anything else related. I'm gonna do what I want. How? What was your do family's you reaction to that at first? Is that again? What was, what was your family's reaction to that when you made that big? When you finally set put your foot down and said, "Hey, I'm not doing anything health related no more. I want to go into fashion." Um. Well, half of them were like. So I come from a family uh, full of, like, everyone that's in law enforcement, like, literally down to my grandma and my mom. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah, exactly. So they're all about getting a nine-to-five job and stable job with benefits and all that. So when I told them what I wanted to do, they were definitely, half of them were, like, shocked and, like, a little disappointed. And then the other half were just like, well, okay, if that's what you want to do, just we support you, but you will have to support yourself in a sense. So, like, normally my family, like, they kind of cater to us. Like, they'll put us all through school and they'll, like, buy books and everything. And they still do. They still do support me. But it's just not the same, definitely, since I'm doing fashion. It's more like I have to figure everything out on my own, what I want to do. I have to make sure I'm on top of myself with my class and everything and making sure I have all my books and stuff and all my classes and everything's good. So, definitely... Yeah, I probably feel like they're not that happy about it, but they're supportive. Half of them, at least. I will at least I mean, get that's some important. support. Right. I mean, that's important overall. Like, um, so like, would you say that that's tough? Being not not so much that it's a burden, but in a sense that, um, like you said, you have to depend on yourself a lot. Not only because you're growing up and, um, you know, you're maturing as a person, but also, um, you want to pursue what you wanted to pursue. And like you said, um, previously, you had said that, um. You had did it for your father and almost in paying homage. So do you think that that's tough in general, like almost navigating these two worlds? Um, Definitely it's tough because like 
I would want my family to be a part. Like, I want everyone to be a part of my world. You know, like, I want my family to be a part of, like, what I want and for them to be proud of me. And mm-hmm. it's definitely created, like, a divide when it comes to certain things. And I can kind of feel like the support isn't there. Okay. But, um, yeah, it definitely has been hard for sure. But I'm just hoping that, like, one day, because obviously right now everything's tricky. Like, I'm still in school. It's not like I have a job yet or anything and what I want to do. I feel like once mm-hmm. I get to that point in my career where I actually have a job, and I'm doing what I love, and they see that, hey, like, you could have this job and it not be a nine to five, and you still love a good life and a happy life. Hopefully, when they get to that point, they kind of, you know, emerge on and are happy for me, and we're all in one world and not two, you know? Right. So it's right, kind right, of like right. a, they want to see, like, like the results, like the, like the hard cold, like all the numbers and like everything kind of, um, kind of unfold itself real quick before they kind of like fully dedicate themselves to like supporting you 110%. It's kind of like what you're trying to say. All right, nice. Um, so when you decided to pursue fashion, who were some of your styli- styling and fashion influences gro- uh, growing up? Um, growing up, some of my styling influencers. Um, definitely Logie Kravitz. Um, and it's weird oh. when I say that only because her style and her aesthetic does not match mine. She's more of a like leather, kind of like l- long leather jackets, boot heels. Like grunge um, type of like. Yeah. Right, exactly. And I don't dress like that at all. <laughs> but I don't, she's one of them only because of like how confident she is and what she wears. And her wardrobe is mainly men's apparel. Yeah. She's definitely one of them. Um, who else growing up? Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> were, her, were her parents kind of um, like big influences in your your kind of like style, styling career too because um Zoe because her mom was also like a big time model and her dad is you know like like a, a legend Lenny Kravitz yeah Lenny's right. Lenny's like you know like a huge legend within within the music industry and like you know he's like has his own style and his home like his whole mood mm-hmm. like all that type of like that whole type of vibe so was that is the whole Kravitz family kind of like like you know that kind of like that family that Lenny. you look up to in a sense I mean I love the the family don't get me wrong but my like as far as like idol inspiration has always been Georgia's very private itself. Right, okay. Right. So who uh, who else were you, were you gonna mention um for influencers growing up? Aaliyah. Nice. Oh, Aaliyah. That's a, yeah. Dope. That's like everyone's face. Yeah. Um, who else? Chris Brown Chris Brown back in like his two thousands oh, kind of face. I get, back when he was like young like, and all that. Yeah, he had the baggy clothes, baggy Right, the old five face. Right, exactly. Yeah. That piece of Chris Brown, he's definitely one. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. My dad definitely was one of them. He's not. Oh, really? Famous. Okay. <laughs> he's not famous. Right. Um, who else? I mean, you actually brought up a good. Like, I'm thinking right now in my head. I was like, when you said um about Zoe Kravitz, I was like um. I remember seeing her in the um I know video by Jay Z and um that video she killed it because you saw like three different sides of her and I remember there was that one fit that she put on like you thought she was a Bronx chick and I was like you can see almost like what um he was aiming for but you see how she can kind of almost like play a lot of roles but actually like her fit and the way she styles herself is very different and unique so and like very versatile mm-hmm, yeah. And Ali is a big sure. one. Ali is a big one too, especially for um for Tommy Hilfiger denim. I think like that was, she was yeah. a huge boost for Tommy Hilfiger because it kind of introduced, I guess, like the, to the more like I guess like you know like the like kind of like urban like city kids like we we grew up with Tommy a lot. 
because of people like Aaliyah, because like like that old school, like the den, like the denim, like the um, what's it called, like the, the overalls, like, yeah, the, yeah the, the overalls and all of that. So I think that was like a huge boost for like fashion in general that a lot of people really don't um mention that much when they think about Aaliyah. It's not just the voice; it's that she was a huge like she was one of the first influencers when it came to like this whole fashion thing before social media really popped up like that. Of course. Um. So um, sticking to what my co-host has said before, so I was like snooping through your Instagram, right? And I saw that you, you played with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how to do my research. You got to do our homework. Yep. So um, I was looking through your um, Instagram and I saw that you play with like different fashion brands, you know, whether it's high tail or um, um, like low end um, fashion, but you make it work. I've seen brands that you use like Carhartt, um, Stone Island, Needles, Yeezy, Jordan. So would you say in, in general, when you put on these fits, right, what what kind of um image are you really trying to portray? Like, how are you trying to um present yourself to the world? Because you know you have that 90s, I, I see it. You have that 90s vibe and that 90s um influence. But how are you really trying to portray yourself? What do you want people to like to say, yo, I want to know who this girl is, but I want to know like what she's about. Okay. I feel like my overall stance on what I'm trying to portray as like who it is with that and that's the week. Definitely, I like to be comfortable because I'm always on the go. Yeah, okay, okay. I feel like that should always, like, for a majority of my outfits, whether it's one piece or it's the whole entire fit, there's some component of comfortability in there, some kind of component of that. And also, I just kind of want to portray that not everything that you have to own to be fly or to, like, look cool or whatever it has to be blingy and shiny and brand yep. new. It could be a distressed tee that you got for three dollars that yep. was like thirty years old and it kinda has some history to it. Like I want my outfits to just be more than say something like, Oh yeah, this is the new Palm Angels. Don't get me wrong, I love Palm Angels and I love their brand. But like, oh this is the new Palm Angels, it costs six hundred dollars, whatever, this is within all that. It's really no story or meaning behind to it. To me, in my personal opinion, it just shows that you're very materialistic. It's kinda of right. my take on it. But I would rather my pieces sell more history and kind of have a story behind it you know like most of right. my thrifted keys are from my dad's closet like majority of them are from the closet so that's kind of like the history behind them so in, so in other words it's so, yeah sorry i'm sorry mm-hmm. you were saying no, no, go ahead. so i was gonna say it's no, more it's not really like how you wear it. it's what um like what you wear is how you wear it it's pretty much kind of exactly. like what you're trying to say what um what type yeah, of thrift exactly. stores do you like hitting up like in the city specifically that like your go-to thrift stores okay. As far as on um, in person shopping, like store wise, I like to go to L Train Vintage. It's, Ooh, um, yeah. I've, I've yeah, heard that one before. Yeah, I like to go to right. Um, I like to go to the one in Williamsburg only because like it's super big and it's industrial size. It's like the size of a freaking Costco. Nice. And it's like maybe a whole block wide long. It's just filled with racks and racks of clothes. So that's right, right, my right. Personal favorite one to go to. Um, another. In-person place is Buffalo Shades. Only okay. I like Buffalo Shades. Not they sometimes have pieces. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I like the fact that I could actually bring some of my old clothes that I don't wear, bring it in and get store credit for it or cash. Okay. I don't have to spend any money. I'm kind of just recycling my clothes. Oh, that's dope. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. Instead of just throwing it out, you could just you know give it to yeah, somebody. Yeah, I don't and... like that because you know. up. So, what what would you say is the toughest part about being a female stylist in today's generation? Um, definitely the fact that the fashion world is male dominated and 
just now women are starting to kind of grow into it and kind of take over. Right. But I feel like definitely the fact that it's male dominated and we're still in an age where unfortunately men still look down on women like we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's one of the hardest parts about it. Also, the fact that there is no real route to how to become a stylist. Like you can go to school and, become, and get your degree and being a stylist, but that doesn't mean you'll be successful. Right. Like I know some of my personal friends who actually have a career as styling, um, and they go to she didn't finish college, and she's styling for uh, um, plenty of like NBA basketball players. Oh wow! And so just really no real route to it. So it's kind of hard and confusing because you don't know where to go, who to talk to kind of like what's next you know like if you're a doctor mm-hmm. you know you gotta go to medical school you gotta do your board and then you gotta do your residency like there's like steps to it but for styling there's no real pathway and it's kind of just a little bit confusing i think that's, also- that's, a, that's a yeah. great point because um that used to be the joke with with um I, oh my father said um that used to be a joke um with my friend um back in the day like we used to always be hanging around um soho and um, down uh, downtown, and um, we used to pass FIT all the time. And that used to be the joke all the time. The kids who thought they were going to FIT and thought like they had like a job lined up in style. And we would look at them and we would be like, just because you go to FIT doesn't mean you're gonna get that high fashion brand job. Like everybody knew that. Like, and it was like almost like the inside joke. So I like that you said that because when I look at style, I'm a big styling head myself. So when I look at um style myself all i'm all i'm looking for is that you actually like go out of your way to best represent yourself but you're not trying to like not so much stunt but you're stunting if you're gonna stunt you're stunting with different pieces so like you said before it's like i can have a almost like a tank top on but i can have some balistiaga um track pants and it's the way that i go about it you know what i'm trying to say right it's the way i present myself like um, so I, I, I like that you said everything that you said before because I, I almost have like the same mindset you do. I'm very big on style myself. What's your sign? Oh, your I'm a I'm a Sagittarius. I was going to say he was a Leo. I was going to say, hey. <laughs> does, that go into, does that go into fashion? The whole um, this, the whole like, astrology type of thing is that even, is that a thing? Believe in astrology that like um, some of my friends that are like are heavily in like fashion world like their stylists and like models and all that they believe in that crap so i don't know <laughs> everybody has that's their own joke. mindset that's dope yeah i don't really take that seriously um who would you say are the, are like the big heavy hitters for female like for female um like fashion connoisseurs or stylists or anybody like in the fashion world nowadays i know um, Alina may gonna be there yeah lady may's definitely she's been doing a lot mm-hmm. i feel like vashti too but oh, absolutely when she did her debut, I feel like she should have she should have been doing her debut now. She kind of did her debut back in like maybe I think '08 around that okay. time is when she kind of came out and she was with her DJ. Then her mm-hmm. sneaker came out not too far after that, and I kind of mm-hmm. feel like she because of the fact that she did it so early and the world wasn't ready for her. People kind of don't really talk about her that much, right? And I feel like if she did it now and she did her debut around the time of Lady Me. Melody of Tanya and mm-hmm. was good and all these other influencers and stylists and people of that nature. Um, she definitely would be considered a heavy hitter. So Vashti, Lily May, um, I want to say Lily May stylist Sasha Elaine. Not a people okay. 
like not a lot of people know about her, but um, her she's a pretty dope black woman. And um, not to cut you off real quick, um, you had mentioned Vashti before. Do you think she was overshadowed by um the fact that she was going out with Pharrell too? But to answer the question, yes, I definitely feel like the fact that she was dating Pharrell kind of overshadowed it. Um, really? because you know, like I said, the world that we live in is well dominated, so a lot of people just feel like, oh, she's only reason why she's getting a name for herself, she's getting clout, is based off of their shadow, which right. is not necessarily true, but. I feel like that's kind of how her image is portrayed, and a, mm-hmm. a lot of other famous celebrities as well. Like it, like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Even though Kim Kardashian was lit over her sex tape, when she started Kanye, yeah. Um, going back to what you just and said I mean, about um someone being overshadowed by um I guess like by a partner per se. For you personally, for your dating life, would you see yourself maybe um dating or taking somebody seriously that's in like the same? type of fashion world that you're in or would you have to date somebody that's kind of like separate and do something like, like completely different to kind of like differentiate those type of careers and to overcome those type of um, those type of like weird stereotypes um as far as my dating life um i wouldn't mind if somebody like if i was dating an influencer or someone like that like that's kind of doing the same path as me um however majority of the case like i'm actually dating someone right now and he does like a lot of the same things that I like, um, but he's not that. Uh, he's not like he's not considered an influencer, right? And which is kind of good because, like, I personally don't like my business or my like my personal life and you know the limelight for everyone to know. Keep it low key, right? Right. I'm very personal, intimate. I will like don't get me wrong. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, this is who I'm dating, this that and the third. But as far as what's going down and all that personal business, I don't like it being like out in the limelight. Um, but as far as like the connection and the vibe, whoever I'm dating definitely has to be kind of like have a taste for fashion, you know, because that's that's who I am. That's what I talk about. Right. I you can't just dress bummy. That wouldn't work out. Right. We're talking about <laughs> animals all day, and I'm yeah. over here talking about some new sneaker that's coming out. It ain't gonna work. Yeah. Right. But I wouldn't mind um dating someone that's in the limelight. Um, I just probably feel like in the most cases I haven't for that direction um, because like I said I don't want my business out there and in my experiences with my personal friends uh, some of them are YouTube couples and then it doesn't end out and end up in working so well and then it's just like this big thing Ugh, everybody yeah, wants to that's, be along that's a shit show oh my god yeah and I it's not me it. you know like, I want right. to go to things through private yeah no good mm-hmm. I think the YouTube thing is that's very interesting you, that you, uh, you pointed out because people don't realize that like when you're like a YouTube couple right and that like your relationship ends, that's the end to not only your relationship, but the YouTube channel. So all the work you did for the YouTube channel, the branding, like, you know, because, you know, obviously we run like a YouTube account, like me and Hector. So like, that's a lot of work just bringing that itself. Yep. So if it ends like that, then yeah. all of that work for what? Just like for nothing. I'd rather just break and up with somebody. Very, yeah. Breaking up with somebody no, is way easier. Say, um, yeah. I was going to say that we're very picky about who we get on the show too. So like managing all of that and just, running the account, trying to get um people to like tune in and just in general like run like the um run the program like um Mateo said, it's a big deal. So and ma- I imagine like you being like a person of notoriety like on YouTube. It it can only cause more stress. Yeah, it definitely has. Um being like in the limelight is not as good as everyone thinks it is. Like everyone's 
like a lot of people message me today like how can I be an influencer oh my god like you're so cool and don't get me wrong I love all the love and support but then it comes to times where it gets very um personal like I've had some people literally criticize me about like how I love or like talk about me or like I'm dating someone and then they'll hit me up and be like oh yeah I know who you're dating or like oh did you know like your man did this and that like and it causes like a lot of problems yeah so being in the limelight is not not easy to not practice activity at all which is why i'm also very selective about kind of like who i date because you know now i'm putting them in the limelight and now people are gonna want to be in their business like who are you why are you dating her i'm very selective about that too as well but i have to make sure that it's not going to cause problems and they're going to be able to understand like what it means to kind of be with me like you know Mm -hmm. people's going to want to be in your business people's going to try to come at you i've definitely had people that have literally hit up my significant other trying to ruin my relationship with lies and it's like fake pages of zero followers zero accounts like zero photos all that i'm like oh yeah your girl is between my affairs i wouldn't even know the person yeah (laughs) not easy at all um did you have you had uh, my my phone go go ahead you know you go go all right. Um, have you had a starstruck like kind of moment already where people like they recognize you from Instagram and they walk up to you and they're like, "Oh my gosh, is that baby Lee?" <laughs> um, definitely a lot. Of, it's it's been happening a lot lately ever since because I kind of like launched off. Really, mm-hmm. I want to say my platform like around November ish. That's when I first hit ten thousand followers. So okay. from then on, like I feel like normally Thirty Fourth Street or like Times Square and then. And people will recognize me. And one time, someone said they wanted to take a picture with me, and I'm <laughs> and I'm thinking, because you know we live in a crazy world. I'm thinking, why you want to take a picture of me? Like, what you gonna do? With this picture? We're about to go. That's a classic <laughs> New York City answer right there. Yeah, of course, of course. it's just so it's so weird to me. Like, and I'm super like a giggly, bubbly person. So I'm always laughing, and it's just a whole new experience. And I love meeting new people. Just sometimes I am kind of like on a fence about it because I kind of forget like my platform and I just think like I'm a regular person from the Bronx so I kind of forget about who I am and then when people ask me like oh they want to take a picture with me or they recognize me I kind of have to like adjust my mind to like I can't be stuck up or like right. you know whatever I gotta have to right, be right, right. Yeah, and but, have but, to be but you also have boundaries too like as any human being would actually have them so it's kind of finding yeah, that balance between boundaries and not being a piece of shit either just because, like, you know, you have, like, a fashion page and all that. Right, exactly. Boundaries, I'm definitely learning how to set. Because, like I said, like, I love to meet new people. I'm not, like, I'm not rude or anything. Right. Um, bubbly. And so, a lot of times, like, people would hit me up asking me questions. I, had. I remember one time someone asked me on live and said, oh, would you do a, what did they say? A thrifting meetup, something like that, with a fan or something like that. And I was thinking, like, why? Why you want to meet me? <laughs> and then I'm thinking, like, where we going to meet? Like, you trying to kidnap right. me? I don't know. <laughs> so, kind of things like that. I'm not ready to meet. I know a lot of people do meet up and all that. Yeah. I don't think I'm ready for that or if I ever will be. Yeah, you at least got to go with somebody, like, maybe, like, um, like your, uh, your significant other or, like, two other yep. people or something like that. Like, going, like, in a group or something like that. Somebody you trust, right? So, then what if I go with someone I trust and then it's, like, a van? And it's like seven people, and then they jump, <laughs> and then what? I mean, for real, for real. I wasn't even gonna go there, but I guess I mean, just move. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, all I'm saying is like, like move accordingly. I guess do what you gotta do. Right. Yeah. It is. It is. It is New York. I mean, 
Right. No, not, not even You're just right. New York. Like the, the, the like the the world we live in is just crazy, especially over social media. I mean, like yeah. you never know who's like on the other side of the screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, but the fact of the matter is too. Um, we live we live in such a a new age world that um you're you're thinking um you want to think the most positive out of people that people have the best intentions, but it doesn't turn out that way. Like Lizette said, I mean, I come from the age where um uh when I was in high school they were doing those Tumblr meetups. And, yeah, and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was super that. shady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know exactly where she's coming from, for real. Um, in bi- in business, have you ever gotten to a situation where like things have gotten maybe like um, like business like business deals gone wrong or like that type of like type of right, like right. obstacles within like the fashion type of world you've had to deal with? Yeah, definitely. So like like I'm still like I'm still starting out and. But I don't want to say that I'm there yet. So I'm still starting out. I'm still learning the ropes. And I'm still, like, connecting and meeting new people. So I definitely had one experience where I someone asked me to produce content for them. Um, and it came for, um, it was a paid promotion. And so we were going back and forth with them about what the content was going to be. I did, like, a fit pick, all that. I did a video. Everything that we agreed that we were supposed to do. And in exchange, it was supposed to pay me. And I never got payment from them. And I never heard back from them. It's just kind of oh, like a waste wow. of time. Yeah, so like I, you know, I spent my time, you know, dedicating this. I got you, you know, promotion right. and all this like good energy and followers and everything of that nature. And then the end, you kind of flaked from me. And I never heard back from you. And then nah, you that's crazy. You no. Know? So how do you move? Blocked, so how do you move? Right. Ab- that's crazy. How do you move about it now? Like you ask for uh, like like a, like a down payment or like a security deposit before. You do any type of business, or how exactly like have you learned from that situation? Um, well, it depends case by case. Also, because like I know a lot of people are like startup brands that hit me up. Right. So, um, but the majority of the time, I make them sign a contract. Okay, perfect. Okay. And we come to an agreement of this, 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 and then they sign and they date it, and then I also put at the end that they have thirty days to fulfill the payment, whatever the case may be. And if so, like if they don't fulfill the payment. I had to escalate to this point, but you know, I'll be like, I'm gonna take you to court. Yeah, <laughs> You're gonna give me somebody. Yeah, nah, listen, you do what you gotta do, honestly. Oh, for real, for real. You gotta take care of that paper. I real. think the contract thing is super, a super great idea because even like, let's say like you don't have lawyers or you don't have whatever, like, let's just like, whatever, right? Um, it makes it seem like you're like all lawyered up and ready to go. Like, once you tell someone, right, all right, right sign right. like, sign the contract or sign a dotted line, like, that's some real shit. Like, all right, like, it's kind of like, it's a kind of like legal way of saying, like, all right, like, you can't fuck around or you can't. Um, you can't go yeah, back now. Yeah, people start like, to get hesitant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, once they sign it, even if it's like a like an online type of thing, it's like, all right, this is for real. Like, I gotta pay you no matter what. So, not yeah, definitely good for you. Especially since I started doing the contract, I haven't run into that issue. A lot of people actually like, I'll be like, okay, well, you need to sign this contract. Actually, don't hear back from them. And I'm not mad that that happens, but it just kind of showed me that you were trying to, you know, like you were trying to waste my time. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to yeah. play me, right? Exactly. It's well. That's okay. that's a better situation than what happened to you the first time, which is like you did all this work and then what they didn't pay you. Like, if you lost, if you lost a potential customer, cool. But like, you know, it is what it is. People gotta take it, people gotta take you seriously. Right. So your style, um, it speaks for itself. Um, you told us about your dad being a huge influence on you. Um, in your style, um, you mentioned your influences like Alelia May, um, Zoe Kravitz, um, but um. As a wardrobe connoisseur and, fa- and being fashion oriented, um, who else would you say are big influences on you when it comes to fashion itself or the image that you're portraying? Um, okay, so definitely a lot of these people aren't like as 
like they're not that famous, but they're like on Instagram and they're famous. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them would definitely what's her name? One of our listeners from her, Alexis Quintero. Oh my gosh, there you go. Okay. She, re- she recently did a collab with Nike the last summer, just past week, and it was like a women's inspired wardrobe. Be like leggings, shirts, all that. She's Latina. She currently, I'm not sure where she currently resides. She actually just moved, but um, she's definitely one of them. She's doing like her own thing. Uh, especially some of my friends. Definitely, I want to say a big influence on me only because like I personally know them. And then I feel like it's easier to say like my friends, my friends are my influencers compared to complete strangers only because like I said I know them and mm-hmm. I'm actually seeing their growth, you know, for myself. So a lot of people would definitely be like, um, what's good? Uh, she works at Kiss. She's like a big influencer on Instagram. Um, Z.ho, she's also an influencer. She is an Oh, author. I know who that is, right. Yeah, she's an investigator okay. at Gold. She recently did the um, FIT program with Sneaker Complex, I believe that's what it's called. Oh, nice. And, yeah. Um, yeah, she designed her own shoe with Nike not too long ago. Nah, that's crazy. So she's pretty dope, and she's not that far of age from Absolutely. me. Absolutely. People like that definitely influences in my life just to see like their personal growth. Do you feel like being awesome, an influencer awesome. is like one of the best things to be like for people our age, like people like in their mid mid to early twenties? I feel like if you have the stomach for it, then yeah. Not a lot of people like I said, not a lot of people have the stomach to be and you know, be in the light. Like you're literally on display to the public. Everything that you do, right, people are judging you for it, and you have to right. be able to you have to be able to deal with that. It's not right. easy when you have 10,000, 30,000, 300,000 people literally saying something like, oh, yeah, I like this and I like who you are and I like your personality. And then other people are saying, who are you? Why are you talking? Yeah, yeah, you, you suck, whatever. Yeah, like all that. Yeah, you have to be able to withstand it. Now, if you are able to stomach that and take it and not let it affect you mentally, then I would definitely say go for it because I feel like everyone's experience should be shared from the world. I always say that. You learn from other people. You are never on this earth and you will never be able to say that, oh, I learned everything from myself. I taught myself everything. No, that is not true. You learn from other people's experiences in your life. So if you're in 100%. Yeah. So you tell your story and hopefully there's at least that one person that learned from your story and who you are and watched you, your growth and everything. That's definitely like such a dope thing to be able to mm-hmm. do in person. Exactly. If you do your good deed for the day, you can do a good deed already. Right. So it sounds like to me that you're more focused on maybe sending out positivity and inspiring through art, which is in your case fashion, um, instead of being, you know, like the typical influencer, look at my life and like kind of like flexing and all of that. Would you say that's, that's kind of like your purpose per se? Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm not here for, oh, look, I got this stuff with as many likes or, oh, da, 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 da. that's not who I am at all i'm just here honestly i'm not even looking to gain anything my ultimate goal is just to literally be um i guess like an image or a role model for someone to kind of show them because me like me growing up i kind of really didn't have that like i said i had to grow up like really young and be an adult and see build and all that like life hit me early i didn't really get to enjoy my teenage years so i just kind of want to be that person for someone that i really didn't have like, you know, show them that these are things that you should be focusing on. Don't focus on this. Do that. 
you know, live your life how you want, don't live it for anyone else. Just trying to be like that sounding board for someone who might not have someone like me, you know? Right. Because no one in my family is in the fashion world. Right. I don't have anyone to go to and be like, oh, hey, mom, like, I want to, did you hear about this and that? I want to do that. Like, no, my mom's a cop. Yeah. They're, they're, they're really, yeah. They're <laughs> they're really about that. That. Yeah. So you kind of got to be like the pioneer of, like, of your of your media family and kind of like push, like, be the one that kind of like branches out first and like do it all by yourself. That'd be a little difficult. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure there's other kids or teenagers that have, are in the same predicament. Like, they don't know who to go to to really talk about it. And you, we can hit up influencers all we want. And some of them will leave, leave us in their DMs yeah. and never respond back to us. You know, I don't want to be like that. You know, there's people out there looking for answers and I want to be able to help in some way that I can. Sounds good. That's awesome. I mean, that, that, um, like you said before, that type of, um, that type of maturity, but also dependent, um, you being dependent at such an early age, would you say that that molded you into the kind of like the stylist, but also just person in general, not even stylist that you are today? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely me having to grow up a little early definitely pushed my maturity and my mindset a lot. So, like, I, I hear like from a lot of people when I'm talking to them, they're like, wow, you're only 20 or you're only 21, you're about and you sound like you're freaking 30 or something. <laughs> and definitely, but definitely going through those experiences and those life changes early has pushed me to kind of have a more mature, like a mature outlook on life. And I don't really waste time fooling around or going to parties or drunk right. and all this other stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, I like to have fun, I like to have a good time. I'm same, not, same, right. I'm not a party pooper. I will get down, have fun, but. My priorities are more focused. I'm not going out every weekend just because, you know, I'm stacking my bread. I'm not going out every Friday night. I'm going from home, working on projects and stuff because I know I have maybe something to do, a project coming up next month. Right. I hit up. What do you What do you spend most of your um most of your money on when it comes to, like um your brand? Is it mostly kind of like um I guess like textiles or um like materials or is it sometimes maybe like Going, going, getting like, um, like planning out outfits for like certain shoots, or what exactly do you invest your money towards in your business? Well, um, as far as acknowledge, it's not my business. Um, it's my best friend's brand, Diavian Brown. Okay, yeah. Aka No Feeling. Right. But um, shout out to them. Yes, shout out to them. Yep. That's my family. But I'm on her creative team. Okay. And so what I mainly what I do is I do the creative content for the piece. So I kind of come up with the ideas for marketing. Or sheets that we have coming up with or the image of the story that we're going to portray. Um, and I'm also like the sounding board for when she's coming up with her design and I'll put in my images and that'll help. What the business stuff spends most of its money on. Um, to my knowledge, I want to say definitely producing the product, um, going to the manufacturer, screen printing or embroidering, whatever the design is at the time. But that's where most of the profit does go to. It's just that. So we, in the future, we definitely want to get into cut and sew and making our own fabric and textiles. Uh, and we are actually going into a transition of a revamp for the brand. Oh, nice. So stay tuned for that. It will definitely be coming up soon. We'll definitely be in soon. Definitely. Have you have you guys ever done um kind of like like a fashion week type of thing where you kind of have like like models like um runways, shoot, right? yeah, runways or like shoots or anything like that. So we've actually had how many shoots do we have? Had one, two, three. We had about three, four photo shoots okay. already in the year, and the brand just made a year um in January awesome. at least. Yeah. Nice. So um, we've had about three, four photo shoots since then. Um, I was actually 
one of the first models for the first photo shoot that's how I met Diavion. Oh, nice. And then from there, I transitioned from a model to a creative team. And um, as far as like fashion week, fashion shows, um, we haven't put on our own show yet. That is our plan. So we we participated in other fashion shows. So we've done majority, like we do college tours. We've been mm-hmm. through um, Canton. Oh, nice. Um, okay. I think they went to Rockport, I want to say. I wasn't there, so I might not be too sure. But we've definitely gone to a lot of universities upstate and participated in their college nice. fashion shows. Have you ever been to Binghamton? Because I remember it was about three years ago. Um, my, fr- my friend used to go to Binghamton. I went to go visit her. And the whole reason of me like going out for the weekend was because um there was this big fashion show that they do. And, you know, every year like, the fashion show was huge, like, you know, very well done, very well orchestrated and well organized. And on top of that, you know, it's like a whole like type of weekend. So it's like that's kind of like the staple. And there's, you know, parties right, over the right. weekend and all that. Like, it's a really good time. So have you ever been to Binghamton? I've never been to Binghamton, but it's definitely one of the schools that's on our like college tour list that we definitely want to visit. Nice. Um, I know UL. UL does the same thing. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, they do that. And also, um, what's the other brand? It's like Soka Mother. Let's see. I actually think I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. I don't know the brand that, that the name too well. But yeah, they do it a lot too. So. Like, since we just made a year, and we're also still trying to learn and figure out, and our team is still growing like, to this day, um, we definitely have a lot of things on our list and schools that we want to visit and showcase at. So, definitely on the list for sure, but I've never been. Is Binghamton known okay. as, like, a big, like, fashion school? Because I know they're known as, like, a very big, like, big brainiac type of school. Like, you gotta be a genius to get in. But are they also kind of known as a being, like, you know, a good fashion type of, like, type of school, per se? Wait, school Binghamton? Binghamton, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I think, oh no, that's also what I'm thinking about. That, but um, I think they have ties to FIT where they allow some of their students to take classes at um, at the FIT campus or online as far as fashion-wise. Yeah, I've heard oh, that. Oh, nice. Okay, I had no idea. That's dope. Yeah. But I'm not too familiar about Binghamton like, to be given out fashion information. Okay, gotcha. So I'm not too sure. But um, I do know that they have like a all-black student council or club mm-hmm. and they do put on shows and one of them is like, like the fashion show and stuff but yeah what about buffalo because you just mentioned buffalo um earlier you know a lot, a lot about buffalo so, and what they do so i remember when i was looking into um SUNY colleges mm-hmm. uh, i was looking at different schools like that offer like fashion programs and buffalo was one of them and they actually have ties to um fit as well oh okay and they allow you to take um Certain classes, not all, but they allow you to take certain classes online for FIT for like a, a associate's degree in fashion, or I think it's like a certificate one of the two. Okay, that's that's actually pretty dope. But FIT, I had no idea that they had ties with so many SUNY schools. That's actually really, really cool of them because a lot, you know, obviously a lot of students can't go out all the way to you know upstate, you know, for whatever reason. So the fact that they make it yeah. kind of local is pretty cool. Um, FIT definitely. I don't know how many schools are with but i do know that they do kind of like branch out and allow people to take certain classes with them but i feel like it's a marketing and tactical reason only being so that um the, the students will realize like okay like i don't want to be at this school anymore or they don't have what i want oh, I, really okay. do this. I need to go to fit finish it oh so you think it's like, 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 like on, on some that. slick shit like all right hey listen like come, if you want more classes like this come over to this side something like exactly. that exactly i think that's why they do that I mean, listen, it's, I'm not going to say it's bad business, kind of smart business-wise, but 
a little sleazy, but it is what it is. Um, let me see. What else do I have? Nobody hustle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so hip hop in the music business is essentially um like in the entertainment business, right? And hip hop has opened doors and other ventures for other artists and other people that like kind of go into acting for the most part. Would you be interested in doing kind of like maybe some acting or are you more of, or like some more modeling, like you said, or are you more of like behind the scenes type of person? Um, I definitely want to do more modeling, but I've also been learning that I kind of like being behind the scenes more than modeling. Okay. Only because like when you're modeling, like, yeah, okay, your face, everything, you're representing the brand, but you're not really putting much effort into the story that's being portrayed or the idea or that and like behind the camera per se you're actually you know you're putting in all the hard work you're telling the story this is your idea right yeah you want to say, this is it. right so and i kind of like there's more to it you know you're not just limited to showing your face on a camera and then getting your check and leaving right no there's more to it and there's more steps and i kind of like that um acting i don't think i can do acting only because when i'm trying to do like promo video on instagram or something I do like fifteen thousand things. <laughs> I don't think I'll nah, I think every I think everyone does that, even actors. Right, right. I got you. Right, right. Like, do you like having control? I guess over projects and over brands, over like a model who is being more told what to do and not having as much control as like someone who would be more in your position. Yeah, definitely. Because I've been in both per se aspects, and I can take direction. Well, don't get me wrong, but I don't like really being told what to do. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Your own board. Yeah. Right, exactly. I like to be my own board. I like to say, like, I like to speak my mind. And definitely, when I've come, what I've came across when I was modeling is the fact that, like, I felt like there were certain things that could have been done better. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm always putting in my input, but not a lot of people really want to listen to the help. Right, of, of course. Yeah. So, me being an experience like that, it's just like, well, I don't want to model for you, or I don't want to take a picture for you. I want to. I want to be telling people what to do. Yeah, exactly. I got you. I your job better. I wish your job. I could do better. I got you. Um, that type of entre- that type of entrepreneurial um type of mindset is that is going back to what we were talking about before, like where your family wanted you to be a doctor and all that. Is that why you know being like a doctor or being like a like a cop, like your family, like is that why it would have never worked out because you just don't take orders or like not that you don't take orders, but like you kind of want to be like like your own boss per se. Um, I don't think that's the reason as to why I didn't go down that path. I think it just mainly told the fact that I just didn't connect to it. You know, like I love kids and I love like helping and I love okay, gotcha. the community and all those good qualities and aspects do go into those roles of being like a cop or doctor or social worker or whatever the case may be. And I feel like my character my the character that I have is good for that. But it's just like my overall mentality is just I just couldn't connect it like it just wasn't me i felt out of my body out of my shell and i think that's personally the reason why i just didn't go down that path all right so it's more of like a, pa- a passion thing yeah exactly so you knew your journey pretty much early on like you're still figuring things out but you knew what you wanted to do early. i feel like i in the back of my head i always knew but i was just i was always just too scared to actually do it to talk about it i hit up so going to more of like um we were talking about like a lot of female um influences in the fashion world. Let's go about yeah. some like some um actually not even we go into like hip hop more like hip hop like influencers. What um let's just like to hear your input on this, like what are some like male rappers or hip hop influencers that have kind of like gone to fashion that you kinda you kind of admire, you you've kind of seen like their their brand go up with fashion per se? Um, I feel like I 
Um, Pharrell, definitely one of them. Nice. Okay. And I always used to like knock down on Pharrell. Don't get me wrong, like, what is he doing? Or, yeah. Like, Working with Adidas, you know, sex on the street. Okay. But um, Pharrell's definitely one of them. He's very heavily like influenced in the fashion world and his brand. Yes, he is. Nice. Um, what about currently? Currently, um, Kanye definitely. Yeah. Even though, like, I don't agree with what comes out of his mouth. Yeah. But as far as the product that he produces, definitely some originality. Always. Yeah, always. So I agree. 100%. Both of those men are big influences on me, for real. Yeah. Really? Okay. That's yeah. Good. Um, I'll give you one that I think has been done really well. I think Dave East has done really well. I think, like, fashion wise, I think he's one from, like, just strictly, you know, rapping, having like like hardcore type of rap to go into other ventures such as like acting, modeling, and also right, kind right. of like the whole fashion thing. He's done a whole bunch of fashion world, uh, fashion week type of stuff. Kendrick Lamar, Joey Badass. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Joey Badass. I love him. Yeah, Joey's been yeah, Joey's been great actually. He's also done like a whole bunch of acting stuff. Like he's just been off the wall doing stuff like crazy. Yeah, people have been asking for music out of him. My boy yeah. laying low key. Yeah, and I think he has some. Yeah, I think he has something out um coming out soon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, they expect something out of him soon, but um, yeah, my my friend was um telling me about it yesterday. He was like, um, he's on that list of like highly anticipated artists that fans are waiting on to hear um their um next album. Yeah, I have a question for you. Um, what do you think about Off White? What's your whole take on Off White? From, from, yeah. from yeah, from like a fashion for fashion expert. So, uh, I love Off White. Um, like I don't knock the brand at all. The only thing about it is that I feel like, because you know, like, you know how when you're starting out, of course, all of your ideas are your ideas. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything has a story or originality to it. But then once you become like this big corporation or you see yeah. mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, then you have a board, a team, a director, the creative yep. conscious team, yeah. things of this nature. Because you're so big and you have so much stuff going on, you can't really see like the final say in a lot of stuff. You kind of get other people to do their approval on it. Yeah. The only thing about this is that I feel like I've definitely seen the criticism and like I can tell with some pieces you can say like, Oh yeah, Virgil is the one who did that, he worked on that, he did that. Yeah. Things of that nature. There's other pieces like I know he didn't make it. Right. And right, 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 right. He just kinda has someone else approve it and then they process it and whatever case of that nature. Yeah. So I just kinda feel like with some there's no real consistency on that. And I feel as if though it kinda weakens the brand image. I feel like they should have just kept that originality. And I get it. It's a big company. has right. going on. But I feel like it's your name that's on it at the end of the day. It should and be you. Yes, right. it should be you. Okay, and I got you. Each piece that comes out, no matter if it's a sock, a hat, whatever, it should have your heart, sweat, blood, and tears into that. That's my personal opinion. But I don't have my own business. So I don't know. I got exactly you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. How do you feel about him? Um, how do you feel about him getting like a like a big um? I don't know exactly what his position is with Louis Vuitton, but I think he like is a director of of something with Louis Vuitton. I'm not sure exactly what the whole. Yeah, he's the first. He's the first African American um, not brand director, but um, he's uh, what's the word um? He's definitely um. It's I it's, it's a it high right, position. Like he has like a lot of yeah, he has like a lot of like um like like he's pretty much like tells people what to do. Like I think like I'm not sure what the I'm not sure what the um he's, what he's the title is. Of, he's in charge of creative. I know yeah, that something much. Like that. He's in charge of creative. Um, and, and it's funny that you ask that. Um, you guys are um elaborating on that because there's this interesting documentary. It's like it's not even a doc. It's more like one of those um 15 minute videos where um they they talked about how um Virgil wound up getting the job that um Kanye always wanted at Louis Vuitton, and 
he always kept Virgil around, not using him because he sees Virgil as his brother. But um, Virgil mm-hmm. was kind of like the the architecture behind everything that Ye ever envisioned. Right. So, like, I kind of see it um, interesting that people always try to kind of like pitch them against each other because they've seen how far both of them have gotten. But um, the way I look at it, you can tell um, Virgil actually takes his time um, when he manufactures and he actually goes about a lot of his releases. You know, I thought the last the last great thing I think he did, which he took a unbelievable chance on, was the um definitely the the, the ones the ones that um that oh, came the, out with the North the, Carolina the one? Yeah. the bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that that was one hell of a risk, and he actually made them look hot. I'm not gonna lie. To yeah, you. I, I yeah, I definitely agree with you. I just feel like to kind of like come back at what you said. The reason why they're pinpointing Kanye and Virgil at each other is because they're two black successful men. So to give mm-hmm. us a Caucasian first, um, Caucasian male, whatever the case can be, they would not be doing that. They'll be uplifting the both of them. But, right. you know, not everyone is, yep. especially like a lot of these big corporations like LZ and Gucci and all these other brands that they're working with, like the board, the, the board of directors or chairman, whatever of that nature, are all filled with rich and powerful white men. So then, and they still have this old mindset of this oldest gold disease. And Yeah, no, nah, and um, I think a big part of that, like you said, like these deconstructing a shoe, is a lot from his architecture past. In a sense, mm-hmm. I think he took kind of like that, like taking an object of what it is, and like, all right, this is this is um, I guess um, prototype number one. How can I break it down to the materials to everything, making the swoosh bigger, you know, everything, making it my own type of thing. I think like his architecture past really kind of came into like, um, kind of came into handy there. But I actually want to go back into something you said real quick about um Virgil and Kanye being kind of like pinned against each other by like the higher ups or by the media or by whoever you want it to be due to the fact that they're both very successful African-American men in their respective businesses and also in fashion. How um how much does racism still um play a role in fashion nowadays? In my personal opinion, I feel like it definitely plays like a big role into it because going back to like what I said, a lot of these brands um, they still have, like, at the end of the day, like, yes, whoever created the, the brand, the fashion designer, Black, African-American, Latino, whatever the case may be, they all kind of have to report back to a board of chairmen, even if that's funding the company, you know, they right. and their shareholders, and they all have a stake in the company, and they want a certain image to trade. So, since they're so limited, and that being said, like, it kind of just, it plays a big role into that because a lot of these people that are so rich and powerful still have that mindset and they're they're not making the decisions based off the certain trends or what's selling or what's profitable. No, they're making they're making these decisions based off their own cynical mindset, honestly, right. and how they think and how they see life. 